Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. I am Adam Busher, joined, as always, by J.P. Russell. Yo, yo. Today, we are talking about I Do, the sixth episode of season three and the 55th episode overall. Our centric character is Kate Austin. I Do takes place on the 72nd and 73rd day after the crash of Oceanic 815. J.P. Yes. You got that recap? I got that recap. Let that recap roll, homie. Terrible fugitive con artist and taco night hater Kate does the one thing you shouldn't do while on the run. Try to start a family. Meanwhile, on the island, Kate and Sawyer are in a uh, work camp, a social experiment, a monkey cage. I don't really give a shit. Uh, But these two idiots are made for each other. Ben needs Jack to perform surgery on him. Jack continues to yell at women. Danny Dadbod shows everyone how much he loves his gun. Oh, and uh, Nathan Fillion's here, too. Who the fuck hates Taco Night? (laughs) Our guest today, um, uh, an oldie but a goodie, Mr. Carter Waddle. (laughs) It's a me. What oldie? Yeah, because you're old. Because we know you. Oh, okay. And you're old. (laughs) Said by literally the oldest person on this show. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Uh, But yeah, we we go way back. Uh, The three of us went to college together. (laughs) Back when Lost was on the air. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, Carter, tell us um, a little bit about yourself. Uh, Starting with, um, I guess, are you you a Lost fan? Did you watch Lost in its original run? I watched the first season of Lost when it was airing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then did not see another episode after that because just it went down and I'm like, no, I'm good. That was, that was nice. That was, thank sure. you, JJ. Um, okay. and then I just would see Adam in his lost shirts. So I'd be like, what's that? He'd be like, it's from lost. And they'd be like, cool. And just walk away. (laughs) So, Carter, you uh, just uh, telling us a little bit about yourself. You work in the entertainment industry. Yes, I am a post coordinator for reality TV. I've worked on cooking shows, uh, shows for Bravo, game shows. Fun, fun, okay. fun. Nothing so scripted. When it comes to this sort of the human drama uh, element of this episode regarding sort of the love triangle, you're, you're going to have to be our expert on this, having worked in reality <laughs> no, television. Oh, I got this. I'll bring out okay. those Bravo skills for you and we'll see what happens. Good. Bravo. Um, <laughs> what kind of, so like, what kind of TV do you still watch nowadays? Like, do you, like, Lost is a serialized show, and that's kind of part of the gag of this, but do you normally go in for serialized stuff, or do you like to just, like, episode, week-by-week kind of uh, stories? I mean, if it's... Like, where are you at? If it's serialized... I mean, really, the only thing I consistently watch on TV right now is pro wrestling and stand-up specials on Netflix. 
Like that's sure. the the two most opposite things that exist. Well, I mean, there, there's they a huge the market you know. for both of those things. So yes, there are. Well, and pro wrestling, pro wrestling is pretty serialized. Like if you you just pick it up and just start watching an episode, yeah, you'll probably be able to follow along with some of the stuff. But like yeah. some of the ongoing drama, I mean, starts you know, you know. Oh no, uh, and that's that's why when we were watching the show, like literally, when I'm calling people out, I'm not. I know I don't have their names. At all. <laughs> Especially since this is a season three episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was even a little uh, lost on this one. Oh, boy, yeah. Let's see. Let's talk about it, shall we? Uh, I do originally aired on November 8th, 2006. It was written by uh, Damon Lindelof, uh, one, of the big, uh, one of the big lost guys, and, and Carlton Cuse, his frequent writing partner. Um, we've talked about them a little bit in previous episodes. This is a, a name that has... For, is the first time gracing uh, Lost and Lost, though. This episode was directed by Tucker Gates. Tucker Gates was a pretty regular, uh, uh, maybe not pretty regular Lost guy, but I think he did, uh, what did he do? He did like seven or eight Lost episodes, but he he's a pretty regular working, uh, working television director. Uh, if people follow television directors, they'd probably recognize his name on the uh, credits of uh, the Bates Motel uh, show, um, the, where the, the kid is, where it's the young... The young, what's his face? Norman, Norman Bates. Bates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, he's done a whole bunch of that. But he did, uh, you know, he did uh, a bunch of Alias back in the day. He did some some of The Office. He did... Uh, did he do any did, Night Court? Night Court? Yeah. I don't think he did any Night Court. He did I a couple don't give of, a uh, fuck about his other work. <laughs> he did Night Court co- sixth season, so... He did a couple episodes of The X-Files, which is oh, great. Right. Okay. Um, so he'll his name will pop up again in some other episodes we'll uh, we'll run into, but um, but yeah, Tucker Gates, Damon Lindelof, Carlton Cuse. Uh, I do what to say about I do. This episode opens with it opens in a fl- in flashback. Yeah. Um, we we see our we see our heroine Kate Austin in a hotel or something. She's got a box. What's in the box? That's literally my first <laughs> note. Yep. I wasn't going to say it because fuck you, but here we are. <laughs> God damn it. It's also not the first time I've written that as a note for this show. Oh, so that, That's yeah, like the well. fourth note. The first thing is, it's the wasp, because I <laughs> forgot that she... Because you forgot her name yeah. and that she was in anything other than Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes, 100%. <laughs> um, I just want to go on record here that... Uh, so. So yeah, she's in this hotel room. She brings out this thing. Um, it, uh, she opens up. It's a veil for like a wedding dress or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, this makes no sense already. But then there's a, a no, knock and a voice at the door, like, oh, it's the police. Open up. You know, uh, I just want to. I just want to go on record as saying here that even pretend police harassment is not funny. Like <laughs> I know that this was 16 years ago, but like. <laughs> Nathan Fillion, our uh, our guest star, uh, is on the other side of the door thinking he's being all cutesy and cheeky and charming. Uh, she cracks it, and they, they have like a back and forth through the door. She cracks right. it open. He's standing there all charming and handsome, and he's just like, oh, you want to get it on? And it's like, man, bro, like, there's some problems out here. Like, that shit wouldn't work if Kate was not white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about how handsome he is. Uh, yeah. He... Nathan That's Hill- the only thing we're going to that, talk that, about for the next I, 40 minutes. <laughs> I asked to be on this episode because he said that Nathan Fillion was in this episode. Adam gave me a choice of like three different episodes. I'm like, oh, Nathan Fillion? Yeah, I'll do that one. 
I also secretly hoped that you wanted to do this one because um, because Carter and I also in college were both wedding DJs, and I have oh, some wedding-related questions later. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was getting brought up, but I'm excited for it. Nathan Fillion so, is very yeah. good-looking, and he has the nicest post-sex hair I've ever seen. Oh, it my is perfectly God. clothed. Not a hair it's, out of place. Oh, dreamy. It's, it's because I imagine that in, in this world... Uh, Kate is having sex with him and she is her hands are just doing the raise the roof motion because mm-hmm. she's very excited to be sleeping with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> so she never grabs on and just ruffles yeah, his hair. hands above is her she... head raising the roof the entire time. <laughs> uh, Nathan Fillion uh, for those of you who don't know you probably probably recognize him uh, uh, as um castle uh what's his no uh johnny uh johnny donnelly from two guys and a girl right oh yeah that's, that's where you yeah, guys know him from that, shut the fuck uh, up wow <laughs> that is the deepest cut i mean it had yeah it had ryan reynolds in it but that's still a deep damn Who? cut ryan if, reynolds was one of the two guys <laughs> if, i swear to god if you were gonna say titus one more time i was just gonna end the call <laughs> oh my god i wish so hard Oh, man. No, uh, no. Everybody knows Nathan Fillion from yeah, either Castle or uh, or Firefly. Firefly. Yeah, he's um, been in a million. I mean, he's been a guest star on you know every show you can imagine. Yeah, he uh, he's, he's a great character actor. Just you know, yeah. and uh, and part of it is like he is a very charming dude. Like uh, yeah. on camera at least. Like uh, um, say what you will about his uh, uh, his uh, you know the the rumors and stuff that came from the end of castle like on camera he's incredibly charismatic he's incredibly handsome yeah you can't look away from him right like captain tight pants you have my heart forever kind of thing (laughs) you could you could get lost in those baby blues so you guys are going to refer to him as nathan fillion throughout the show but this character's name is uh kevin callus i don't Um, give a shit (laughs) (laughs) but that like so like it's kevin and he's like uh they're in their post glow or whatever. I can't remember the first time he says it, but like he's like, "Oh, I love you, Monica," and we're all like, "Wait, what?" Uh, Her name's I have Kate. that yeah. note. Kate. Who the hell is Monica? <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I thought, but in between the the hotel uh, sex and the the veil and the Monica thing, the, my first thought was, I was like, a hundred percent, no way, Kate actually goes through the, with this wedding. Oh, no. <laughs> right, that was the yeah. first. I was like, this I is. I thought this, she was going to make a happening. run for it because she was looking suspicious yeah. as hell the moment you see her. She's got shifty right. eyes, is looking behind her. I'm like, oh, she's going to make a break for it. Yeah. Listen, if there's one reason she should have ran from the get go, let's talk about that engagement ring, okay? How deep was the setting on that thing, okay? That's not a goddamn class ring. It's supposed to be an engagement ring. If a guy comes up to you with that, he's not the one. You walk away. You just walk away. Princess cut Look. or better. Exactly. Look. Thank you. He, he's, he's MDPD. I mean, like, he's probably not loaded. Like, you know, he's working. He's a work guy, a guy on a working cop salary. And he's a you know? patrolman. Like he, he's got his yeah, car so. in front of the house. He's he's a uniformed that's a, that's officer. That's a take home he's, car. He's not. It's <laughs> a take home yeah. car. Did he get it from the fucking jewelry gashapon? I no. It it was another hand me down piece of jewelry from his mother. <laughs> oh, we're gonna fucking get to that, Carter. I, Trust I have a, me, I have a note about that. Yeah, get to that. Um, 
Well, but so color me surprised anyway. She goes through with it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and so, so we have this scene where, uh, and I didn't know this. I had to look it up. Her name's Suzanne is the mother-in-law. Um, she wanders into the thing. Kate's looking all, you know, beautiful and bride. You know, she's got the thing and on very, and everything. And she, very early 2000s wedding dress. Like yeah, it's a okay. corset. Right, we're getting and, into, uh, hold on, hold on. No, fuck, fuck that dress. Okay, what? <laughs> it, it screams 2005, 2006. On top of Carter and I both being wedding DJs, JP, you've done uh, what, like a million uh, videographer gigs for weddings? Yes, yes. <laughs> like what? It, it's strapless, but it looks like it's two different pieces. Like it's fucking it's suit of armor. Up, it is a the, straight up the, corset. <laughs> Whoever was putting the lace on it died before they could finish because it's just like, it's not even asymmetrical. It was a thought that was never finished. Fuck that dress. (laughs) (laughs) The bottom so slim and narrow. Again, that screams early 2000s. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and this this is the thing that bugged me about it. Suzanne, uh, the mother of the bride, comes in and they have just the nicest relationship and and Kate's all like, oh, mother-in-law is supposed to be mean, blah, 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 blah. And and Suzanne's like, no, I love you and whatever. And so here, check this out. And she gives, you know, in a wedding tradition, give her something old, gives her a piece of jewelry, gives her this uh, beautiful gold necklace. Theoretically borrowed. Yeah. Uh, All of Kate's other jewelry is silver. Just one more thing that doesn't match upon this. Thank (laughs) you. Yes. She hands her a gold necklace. Like, (laughs) also, how did Kate not have a necklace for the day of her wedding? It's a strapless dress, and she just gave her a statement piece necklace? No, 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 no. She would have had something already. It would have been silver. It would have been dainty. It would have looked lovely. But here comes this big compassy looking motherfucker strapped <laughs> to a chain and it's like it's fucking flavor flav-esque <laughs> medallion on her chest exactly there's no way that 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 real estate on wedding day is empty from the no. from the top of her bust to her veil nothing happening there give me a break that whatever was going to be draped across kate's thin collarbones would have been pre-selected months ago right yeah, or or you know, let's just leave leave it to be plain and not I don't know pick up some rinky dink piece of whatever that means nothing to you last minute that doesn't go with any of the rest of your fucking outfit. I did not anticipate the three of us being this heated about this. <laughs> Welcome to our new podcast: uh, Three unmarried men dunk on weddings. Uh, <laughs> we're oddly qualified to do it, though. That's the thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Hell, I've ran a wedding DJ company for a minute. But the, the wedding comes off. Um, the priest says something con, uh, cons, like very conspicuous about Kate's honesty. Yeah, that's um, weird. And she already is like, shifty eyes. That's why I'm thinking she's going to be like, okay, we're at the coming to the I do part. <laughs> I don't. So so in a rehearsal, normally you would walk through kind of some of this stuff. And uh, you would not. The bride and the groom aren't really. They're, they're not going to be surprised by what the officiant says generally. Generally, right. the officiant, uh, you know. It keeps them abreast of what's going to be part of the ceremony. So somewhere in the rehearsal process, Kate, uh, I got to imagine, had heard this bit about the, the priest laying down the honesty trip. You would hope and, so. And she was just like, fine. Yep, fine. When, uh, But but I think what, what Carter, what you were getting at there is is really telling because everything in her her body language and everything, even from, from you who's who's never 
watch the show and know nothing about this character, you got a beat on her really quick that like, ooh, she seems real flighty. Like she's out of here in just a yeah. matter of seconds. But she goes through with the wedding and they get married. Um, but that that feeling of her needing to get out doesn't doesn't stop. The, the marriage mm-hmm. doesn't make it better. Yeah. She, uh, she goes out of her way to call her pursuer uh, and we get a we get another appearance of uh u.s marshal super cop edward mars <laughs> we get a scene where the director of this episode just handed them a copy the actors a copy of catch me if you can and said just just do this scene with leonardo dicaprio and tom hanks just do that dude i 100 wrote that i have that written here i was like how does edward mars know so much about kate like is this a catch me <laughs> if you can kind of do, do do they have like the frank abagnale relationship like this is like he. From what I can tell, they had a they shared a car ride together one time, <laughs> in which that was when Kate slipped his grass. How does he like? I know you. You can't settle down. You're you. What fuck? Off. Also, again, how does Kate have his phone number? It's <laughs> right? like it's like you're a creepy. She just calls you're... the marshal services. She's like, I can I speak to Marshal Edward Mars, please? That's some, it's Kate Austin. That's, he knows who I am. That is some serial killer <laughs> bullshit. Where it's hey, I'm the one you're chasing. Can you find me? No, because I set a timer and I've hung up. Even though, for all I know, the technology's why advanced you, since the last why time you I called. Timer her purse. Why? She was like, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to pick up some groceries for taco night. And I got to give Edward Mars a call. So I better make sure to bring my egg timer with me. No, I, you know, but she, she was definitely getting tunnel vision in that call. So the fact that she had something to like snap herself out of it, mm-hmm. I was like, that's not yeah. a bad move. It's yeah, very yeah. specific, but like. Yeah. I was more confused when that started because she was on her 2000s flip phone uh first off the minute she flipped it open it should have just started i don't know why she hit answer but i was very confused i'm like why is she going to a pay phone she clearly just has you would know this if you were a fugitive that's what i'm saying she clearly had a cell phone and i'm like who the hell would she why is she calling someone on a pay phone this doesn't make it lick a set and then it was oh Uh, the minute she, she pulled her, yeah. out the timer and wound it, I'm like, oh, now I know what she's doing. Got it. We've seen this guy a couple of times before in other episodes. And yeah, he's uh, like arguably the worst cop ever. <laughs> no, I would argue Dreamy McNathan Fillion is the worst cop ever. Uh, that they yeah, got to the point of good. marriage and he didn't We've, do a background check and go, Monica, you don't show up in any system. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. What? Thank you. What? Thank you. He's got a. He has a precinct computer at his house, and doesn't can... think to. Oh, Monica Smith, from where'd you say you were from again, honey? Okay, and I've got your driver's <laughs> license. And I've got your driver's license, huh? This person didn't exist before 1998. What is this? <laughs> Not it's even like, her, her alias has got to be like a year old at that point. Right. Like, yeah. Oh I mean, my god! I, get I didn't it. even think of that. That's fucking hilarious. For a hookup, <laughs> you don't go that deep in. But you just <laughs> married her, and you didn't know this, Nathan Fillion. Right. Oh, Step it up before we got, Castle. We've had like three cops on this show have lines, and I think not. You you bring up a good point, Carter. I think that they're tied for the worst cops ever. <laughs> yeah. Edward Mars, Ana Lucia Cortez, and Kevin Callis. These three fucking suck God, at damn. their jobs. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not good. 
the the real thing that irritated me about the end of the call she like she she the timer goes off and she hangs up and she's like oh god she she almost gets bagged she could not she could not have thought that was gonna work right hey hey like just stop just stop just stop chasing me i know that i'm wanted for murder but like i don't want to run anymore and I was, th- I was waiting for her to be like, so I'm willing to turn myself in. Oh, no. I just want you to stop chasing me. Right. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. This isn't going to enamor the, the marshals even more to want to catch me. <laughs> if uh, anything, right. now they know I'm not running. Cool. Right. What what I'd like to see is somebody be like, oh, I got to make a, I got to make one of these style of phone calls, but they don't, the pay phones aren't a thing anymore. So they go into a Walmart and they'll be like, yeah, give me a track phone and 25 cents worth of minutes. <laughs> Give me one egg timer's worth of minutes. <laughs> oh man! So he 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 twists the knife a little bit. He's like he's like yeah, I'll stop chasing you if you can actually stay put. Right. And I'm like, you gotta know she's not gonna go for that, right? Like you gotta know that that's gonna make her run if she wasn't already thinking of it. Like, yeah. Edward had started the trace. He nodded to another marshal to start tracing his line. Just like. But this also felt like they've had this call before, so you would think even he would know, oh, she's got the timer set up, I hear it ding, I, I'm i not going to get a trace on her. She's, she That'd be funny if you could doing. hear it in the background of the phone call, just tick, 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 tick. He's like, is that your egg timer, Kate? And he's like, yeah, it's my egg timer. No, is that it's... the egg timer that I bought you in Jacksonville? <laughs> yeah. No, it's fucking, it's taco night, I gotta make sure I don't burn the ground beef. So the, the phone call, uh, <laughs> the phone call's over. Um, and we know she's got a bail. If she if she doesn't, she, if she didn't know it then. She knows it now, and so she goes back to the thing, uh, back to her house, um, and she's gonna have a. She's probably gonna have a baby. She thinks so. She's taking a pregnancy test, uh, and it it ends, ends up being negative. And so it's like, oh, thank God. Wait, it was because negative. She, I th- I thought I saw both lines for pregnant. I don't remember. I don't. No, it was definitely negative. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I actually had to rewind yeah, it as well. Because doesn't she then go on to say, like, uh, I almost had a baby when she's, like, yeah, confessing to Yeah, I just thought that right. meant she got Officer a uh, smortion. <laughs> well, let's... I, 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 I legitimately thought that was what had happened, was she's like, I was, I was going to have your baby. Gotcha. Oh, I see what no, you're saying. You, you got pregnant and... Sure. Okay, okay that, that would also make sense. Um... So I, I I know there's there's a little scene where where they where they talk about you know going on a honeymoon. We can assume she doesn't have a passport. That's that's not a big deal, um, right? I, I want to jump to this when when she starts her confession. There is no foreplay in this. It is well, what if I was a fugitive? There's no like I have something to tell you. I love you very much. It is just. Well, and my thing was why doesn't he go? Oh, you with the jokes and the right. Heat. You know, there wasn't like if that had been there, I'd be like, okay, she. Oh, and then no dumbass, I'm a man on the run. No, he was right, just straight. Like, you can't be. It's like because because he did the whole like there. Right, he did the whole, like, oh, I'm a cop at your door, I've got a warrant, haha, this is silly, like, we're a silly couple, so I thought she was gonna do the, I'm a fugitive, he's like, ah, I'm right. a cop, and he's That's... like, alright, uh, yeah. let's get it on. <laughs> but no, it was like, I'm a fugitive, I just drugged you, we have 15 seconds to have this conversation before we never see each other again. 
Maybe maybe she had like a big like a big opening for it. She was like, okay, I know what I'm gonna like. I'm gonna like look, Kevin. Here's the thing. Like we we you know you fell in love with me, but I'm not who you think I am. Like and, and she had like this whole like flat out thing. But then she was like, oh hey honey, what are you doing? Oh I'm just working on some fugitive shit. And she's like, oh that's way easier. <laughs> Thanks for oh. setting that softball up, Nathan Billion. Cut right to the chase. Here, drink this drink. <laughs> drink the drink. We're gonna fast like, this. I also, love this drink. those drugs kicked in real quick like yeah, he, he took why do you know how quick sip. drugs were carter i'm saying he took a light <laughs> JP brings sip. up an excellent point carter why do you know that why does that seem like fast is it is it too fast for you is like what do you wish you would have had those drugs listen what's happening i have sleeping <laughs> issues i've experimented <laughs> with things like melatonin and marijuana i'm just <laughs> saying I don't think I've also taken just an aspirin that can't kick in that quick from a little sip. Good lord. Yeah, that's because you gotta crush aspirin up and put it in all in a polymer. That will <laughs> happen immediately. That's You'd why like, Arnold Palmer oh, lives so long. I learned yeah. I learn now. Thank God for education. Uh, yeah. In this, uh, the, I just wanted to make a quick uh, quick mention here. Nathan Fillion, uh, in an excellent. Um, moment of uh of costume design for the area that this flashback is set in miami and he's wearing a miami heat t-shirt uh when i was a freshman in college i used to party with Dwayne for wade the love who was god. with oh my <laughs> god this again you did, the, mm, you did not i was party you were at a party that he was leaving from no 2008 NBA MVP Dwayne Wade. I partied with him. I was at a party. He came in from uh from after a game. The Marquette Golden Eagles back when they were the Golden Eagles. They're still the Golden uh, Eagles. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I and, and he was there, and I was partying, and he was partying. So we partied together. <laughs> Do you two like need a minute? I've been having this conversation with his dumb ass since two since two thousand six. And then every time, that's not, it's like when you tried to do a sneak attack, running around a building, yelling, sneak attack. That's not that's part how of the strategy. that works. The best part about that Dwayne Wade anecdote is that two years after I started telling you that anecdote, I, anecdote, I got to add 2008 M- NBA MVP to that anecdote. He, he wanted, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're, just, we're aware. You know, just, you know, just. I, man, I, you two, you two quarrel almost like you know, like a pair of old lovers that are trapped in animal cages together. <laughs> that, now, if that's not rolling you through know, like a segue, you I don't it, know. JP, it I feel like I feel like there's a couple of other uh, quarreling lovers trapped in some cages in this episode. What do you say we talk about what's happening on the island? Dre bizarre. Here, here's the thing. I remember back. To when the show was airing and overhearing things about love triangles and oh Jack and blah blah blah. So the whole lead into this, I'm thinking that the wasp is with party of five. And that is not <laughs> the case. The fact because I was like, oh, they're lovers. Oh, but he oh, they're good. I was legitimately confused. I'm like, isn't she with the doctor? I I thought she so they may be mistaken about who she's actually banging. No. And then later in the episode, oh, there's no mistake about who she is banging. <laughs> Not right. one there's... second. And part of the listen to the intro to the show, that. Hot Tropical Hookups, Carter. God Hot damn. Tropical Hookups, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, Kate and Kate and Sawyer are in these cages. 
who knows how they got there. But uh, Sawyer's bummed, man. Like, yeah. Granted, I would be bummed if I were in a cage, but he seems extra bummed. Like something else is he's, on his mind. He's beyond cool being and looking at literally <laughs> throwing things at the wall in his cage. Yeah. Uh, it cuts into uh, interior of some sort of facility. Um, we found out later in the episode that it's the same where that you know he's nearby Kate or whatever. But Jack is there with Ben. They're looking at some X-rays. Ben's sick. He's uh, he's got some sort of tumor something uh and and jack's like you're gonna you should have been in surgery yesterday i couldn't tell uh whether this was a flashback or if this was current time just from the way that jack uh treats ben because he's like uh i just want you to understand how you're gonna die and i'm like i feel like jack's had that approach with a lot of his patients in the past uh which brings me to the point i want to make jack's a shitty doctor (laughs) very very shitty do no harm is like the first line it's the first line of the Hippocratic Oath. It's like the thing that like, like everybody makes a big deal out of it when you're becoming a doctor. Like Most doctors are drawn to becoming doctors because they want to help people. Every time Jack has an opportunity to help someone, 90% of the time, he's it, it, he all it, there's some sort of strings attached to it. He's like, oh, I'll help you if you do this. Or, oh, I'm not going to help you because you're an asshole. You're a, sh- you're a shitty, shitty doctor. <laughs> Hey, hey, guys! What was the what's the Hippocratic oath for for wedding DJs? Is it do that charm? No, it's <laughs> it's fuck bitches get money. That's oh, that's, right. yeah. I right. always thought it was play that funky music, white boy. But <laughs> there are different schools yeah, of thought. You know. yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay, and uh, let me let me just like tag that with like. Granted, this is heightened circumstances. Jack is obviously some sort of captive or something like that. But still, like his impulse, like you would think his first impulse would be to want to help him, but it's not. He's like, let this fuck, let, let this fucking guy die. Right. Quick question: Danny and his running crew. Have you seen them before this episode? Because the minute no. they walked up, and I wrote it down, I said, "These guys look like sex offenders." <laughs> And then, then it was, they seem really familiar, but angry, and I couldn't figure, I'm like, is there I'm info sure that they, I'm missing here from, from yeah. Danny? I mean, you're Mc watching a show pants? out of order, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that Danny and his security crew factor into this whole little mini arc with the, with the cages and Ben's tumor and, and all of this stuff that's going on, um, but no, we have not seen them as of yet in the podcast. But yeah, we, we see Danny, uh, he, he goes and fishes, uh, fishes Kate and Sawyer out of their cages and takes them to some sort of work camp. Um, and like Kate doesn't want to leave Sawyer alone. Sawyer's all brooding and, and angsty. Um, but like Kate is like, I'm not leaving without him. And so they go together. Uh, and so they go off to this work camp and there's a bunch of people working there. There's like a a bunch of people don't know. We know Danny's there and like, whatever. Um, I, I want to do a quick trivia thing here. Um, uh, Carter versus uh, JP. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. W- what? What are they building? Uh, a trebuchet, the superior siege weapon. I uh, Carter. I had no idea. I just know you were happy to watch white people making it. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer would have been uh, Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> Uh, we also would have accepted Fiji bottling plant. <laughs> I, le- I legitimately was confused watching this going, so they're breaking rocks. 
Oh, that, join the fucking club, the man. Fuck I don't know what, what's going on either. Are yeah, we, we, it, for this show, we were all comfortable like, oh, man, we watched a lot of season one and two stuff where things were simple. And now all of a sudden we just jumped to season three and I'm like, oh, the, fuck, there's a lot that I'm missing right now. God, we've done at this point, we've done what two. This is our th- second, third season episode. We did the man behind the curtain a while back. And yeah. Now. And yeah. So it's like, yeah, the every time we come up to a season three episode, I think we're going to feel the same. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but so like and to pile on top of the confusion. No, you can. Alex, the menace comes flying in like they get, they get some sort of alert like. Then she's through the perimeter. Oh, get down. The fucking trees are talking. And then Alex comes. Like, I'm Fortune expecting. Sun starts playing. I'm expecting her I'm to expecting come in dual wheedling AR-15s and no, just. The way they were losing their shit, I was expecting 10 people with guns. Yeah. But no, Alex comes in with a fucking slingshot. But she, she fucking headshots a couple of people. Yeah. But she just goes up against a dude with a gun. Pop, pop, pop. pop. And doesn't and flinch. She, no joke, she handles it and like she's she's deadly active. She's, she's surgical with that slingshot. Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and and she shrieks at something before she gets like apprehended or whatever. She starts sh- shouting at don't at, believe at him. And Sawyer. Don't believe him. Yeah. yeah. She's got this hot tip here. You shouldn't trust them. Oh, the people that are keeping us in cages and forcing us to work and build some sort of mysterious structure. We shouldn't trust them. Oh, thanks for the hot tip, Alex. We're safe. (laughs) Also, why, if you got out of this clear hellscape and you're that angry, did you come back? Is she looking for someone who's now dead? What? I don't know who this person is. Oh, yeah, her boyfriend. She says something about, they killed my boyfriend. I think she's looking for, maybe she's looking for vengeance. Right. Well, and like, so at this point, especially for us, we're like, oh, wait, which guy is she talking about? Is she talking about mm-hmm. Sawyer or is she talking about Jack? Because both of the the men that she is interested in or has had uh, sort of relationship uh, with. stuff with. You're, right, exactly, are are both being held captive. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, wait, which who's, who's actually in danger here? Because <laughs> we see Sawyer in a cage. So I know mm-hmm. for sure... That he is in trouble, and then it cuts to Jack, and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure who's going to die today. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting symbolism, because it's like Sawyer's kind of in this, like, like lion animal cage, and Jack is in this, like, lab rat, sterile glass sort of, like, observation thing. It's just interesting juxtaposition. The stupid glass, like that—that's actually like the one kind of like poignant moment that I kind of liked is when they bring Kate in to like coerce Jack into helping Ben. Like he wants, you can see he wants to touch her and how, but he's trying. So like right. he kind of doesn't know what to do with his hands. And that's like for the for a brief second there, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of sweet. Like he, you know, he he needs to reach out and she reciprocates. But then I was also like, but fuck you too. Yeah, I. All three of the principal characters from from our our main cast, I'm just like fucking done with all three of these jokers. <laughs> God damn it! Um, uh, I did expect like when when she explains to him like, yeah, if you don't do this, they're gonna kill Sawyer. I just expect him to kind of be like, I can live yeah, with that. Like, yeah. No, and he just he that, flat out says that Donald Sorry, Glover gift. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Good. Oh, 
fuck yeah and so but like jack's like i'm not doing not like no like he's or he gets all mad and he he, he does it up at the camera he's like we're done here and like tells her to leave and whatever and but then so she goes out back out into her cage or whatever which by um, the way those are some shitty fucking cages if, oh my if, god because let me just say like the she's not really she struggling to get out of that thing yes it okay it's not the easiest to go over the hole but it's possible especially she, if you she made it look easy yeah right i'm sure she, she any, made it look pretty like, easy jack jack or sawyer could have also gotten out of that cage yes they, right like i couldn't have and danny sure as hell couldn't have but <laughs> like you two both could easily escape those cages it's the it's the who framed roger rabbit like you could have gotten out of these handcuffs whenever you wanted <laughs> no. no only when it was funny <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah so she she's like that's it i'm out of here oh. had it and she climbs out of the thing she goes over she's like i'm busting you out sawyer and she gets in there and and we find out we finally find out why sawyer was so broody at the beginning he he, he lays it on her he the, the big reveal he's like it's not gonna matter you know and she's like why won't it matter and he's like we're not on our island we're on a different island and i was like yeah. Oh shit! A second island? What? You, know, yeah. you want to know what I noticed yeah. that bugged me in this episode? She hits it the first time, the lock with a rock. Mm-hmm. It opens. It opens <laughs> right. on her first damn swing. She continues to swing at the thing. It cuts back, and oh no, no, it was already open. She got it on the first shot. Why is yeah. she still hitting the damn thing? What would what would be your immediate reaction to receiving horrible news? Like, not only were you lost, but now you're even more lost than you are you thought you were because you're not even in the place you thought you were in. Rage, probably hungry. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, not those are horny. It, isn't it's, your it's, it's one of those three. It's 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 rage, hunger, or let's doink. <laughs> let's fucking get that's, it on. That's well, Maslow's hierarchy of needs right there. If you know that you're both gonna die tomorrow, why not knock them boots today? This, I mean, this puts fucking. I think Sawyer's at the top of the body count list. Like, this is the second hot tropical hookup that Sawyer's had in like as many episodes because yeah. he just hooked up in the last episode we watched. But how how does he hook up with her after the pet name that he chose for her, which he yells twice, is Freckles? Do not call an adult woman Freckles <laughs> under any circumstances. Any circumstances, r- regardless of how freckly she is. Right. And like, she's not even all no, that freckly. Just Let's be no. real. But, but obviously Sawyer, Sawyer's like the king of the inappropriate nickname. Um, every time he gives one out, it's either racist, misogynistic, of fat phobic. Um, it, it's, never, it's never a nice nickname. No. It's just, I forgot your name, and this is what I see when I look at you. The most sad part about the Dirty Cage hookup is that uh, Jack's in the process of escaping. We don't know who helped him. Probably, It sounds like Juliet on the other end of the radio, but we don't get confirmation there. Right. But he's getting out. I thought out. it was he goes Slingshot in. Girl, honestly. Oh, it could have been Alex. Yeah, yeah. it could have been Alex for sure. But so Jack's like, fuck yeah, I'm out. Uh, and he start, He wanders past this room. Uh, he sees a bunch of TVs, and he sees a, a gun cabinet. Um 
he takes a pistol. Why only and one? Leaves three rifles. Yeah, yeah he, I was like, he takes take, again, take a rifle too. Pistol. One pistol, no extra ammunition. Just nope. This is it. This is all I need. It's like you've and, seen and, people. You know there are a lot more armed dudes, and you're right. trying and if to you escape. think you if if you think you might go like bail out Sawyer and uh, and Kate, bring them a gun too. Like yeah, like, you, know, you can put whatever. two in your waistband and have one in each hand. And guess yeah. what? That's better than just I, look at this Ruger that I got. And, is a Walder actually? Well, I don't, I don't know guns. I'm just saying they picked up one that looked like it was from World War II. Meanwhile, I've seen Danny's gun, and that looks fairly contemporary, comparatively. That's Beretta, I think. But uh, here's the thing: even if you're not 100 percent sure what you're gonna do, like he 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 grabs a gun and then he sees on the TV that uh, Kate and Sawyer are boinking out in the cages. Like he could have then been like, okay, well I'm not gonna bail him out and then leave the guns behind and just kept his own gun, but. As he's watching him, uh, watching him get it on, Ben wanders in and gives him a little. Eh, I would have thought she would have went for you, and he's all like manipulative and hilarious, and I love him. <laughs> um, but he's like Jack, and so this is this is the big fuck you to Kate and Sawyer from Jack. Jack's like, all right, you know what? I'll do the surgery, but you got to get me off this island. Yeah. Not, you got to get me and my friends. I was like, I need to leave. And I'm like, all right. All right, bud, here we go. Getting a little vindictive. <laughs> and I'm going to tell everyone that I swam back on my own. <laughs> he says he'll do the surgery, uh, and that doesn't sit well with uh, with Danny Pickett. Um, oh, this this fucking irritated me. They're, they're getting ready to do the surgery. Another instance I, I of, of a person asking a question and then receiving a fucking monologue in response instead of an answer. Jack's right. like... Just do as I say, you know. At, during this, can you can you do as I say as, during the surgery? And she's like, actually, I actually know how to follow orders. And he's like, is that a yes? Like, Julia, why do you have me so smart? Like, my question was, whatever. why is he asking her that? Because she clearly has a more vested interest in saving his life than Jack does. So right. Why are you? Yeah, she's gonna do what you tell her to do because she doesn't want her boo thing to die. Just saying that the the excuse that uh, I'm good at following orders, uh, isn't that what the Nazi said during the Nuremberg trials? Thought that same thing. Juliet's a Nazi. Well, you heard it here first. She is blonde hair and blue eyed. She is their dream. <laughs> She's got good Aryan stock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, well, oh, my ears just threw up hearing you say that. <laughs> In, in, in all seriousness, I love Elizabeth Mitchell. She's so phenomenal uh, actress, and, yeah, uh, and I love seeing great. her on the show. She was a, a breath of fresh air when she joined, um, and uh, I loved every episode that she was in. But so, so Jack and Juliet uh, put uh, start doing surgery on Ben. Ben, uh, you know, Ben's like, oh, you know, my life's in your hands, or whatever, and or whoever says it. But like Pickett's like he, put, he, you know, he's putting his life in one of their hands, and so he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go outside and kill Sawyer. <laughs> Well, my other thing was, as I was looking around, how did they not have anyone manning the anesthetic? You're letting the guy who you already don't kind of trust... Right. Bless his heart. There's He's no, a there's doctor, no anesthesiologist but... in that. That's a that's a position because it, it's not. You have to have somebody doing it to make sure that they stay asleep during the surgery. Jack can't die. perform surgery and do anesthesia exactly. anesthesia at the same time. Like yeah, he can Undermanned. tell him count back. I got no problem yeah. with him, but he gets him set up, and I'm like, that's not how anesthesia works. I've, <laughs> nope. I, I nope. know for not a fact there's a there is a guy who yeah. would be there manning the levels. They get they make. Sh- 
so much money because yeah. yep. it's well also a very high-risk job because you can easily kill someone. Mm-hmm. Or wake them up accidentally in the middle of a surgery and then they're in intense pain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But if it's going to happen to anybody, let that happen to Ben. Yeah. Um, let it happen yeah, yeah. to Ben. Yeah, Pickett wanders out to the cages to, to whack Sawyer. But then Jack's big bad plan. Oh, man. He's got him. He's got him by the fucking kidney sack here. He nicks it open and he's like, all right, Ben's going to bleed to death in an hour. Give me that radio. I'm in charge. He's also an ass kicker because he nicks it. One of the other random extra dude is like, should he be bleeding that much? He's like, no punch. punch." And I'm like, I kind of like that you didn't try to make something sound cool. You were just, nope. Nope. I do also want to say that um, that when what was it Pickett when Pickett is um, about to execute Sawyer, you know, like what you know, there's this whole like what do you what are you doing here and uh, in the kill rain, him. right? Mm-hmm. It, which looks fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he says something to the effect of to Kate uh, that there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, at which case, Kai, uh, my girlfriend from a previous episode, all the listeners know, leans over to me and says. Unless she has an oven. Uh, <laughs> I don't get that reference. <laughs> oh, Kai, Kai Warner was our, our guest for the, epi- the season two episode, What Kate Did, in which we find out that the way she killed her father was to <laughs> blow him up with an oven. <laughs> right. So, hand-to-hand okay. combat, not her thing. She need to kill a guy with an appliance. Boom! Kate's, Kate's, Kate's who you go to. Oh, uh, just because she also does not like Kate, and I want to just say this. Uh, her quote was, this show is just purgatory that exists in Kate's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's half right, isn't she? Isn't that the thing on this show? Yeah, she's mostly right. I'd say like 80% right, probably. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, you should probably be the host of this show, because you're funnier <laughs> than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, um... We had a brief, uh, brief glimpse at MC Ganey, who is another Con Air star. Yeah, uh, I love that dude. I love that actor. Um, and he, uh, we'll see him a lot more later. He plays a guy named Tom. What else? Uh, oh, Pickett says something about this is for Colleen when he's gonna whack Sawyer, but then yeah. uh, he gets prevented from uh, killing Sawyer by the radio. The radio played Jack's like he sets it up so that. Uh, He's like, tell me the story about the, you know, this from the beach when Kate was or Kate was stitching Jack up back in the pilot. He told her about the girl and the, and the counting to five and the letting the fear and all that stuff. So he's she's gonna tell him that story when he gets like, okay, this is awesome. Good. What if what if he was like, do you remember the story? And she was just like, no, nah, really, I wasn't listening. Nah, man. <laughs> that was two and a, that was two and a half months ago, and a lot of shit has happened since you then. You fucking I, ramble I, a I don't lot, know if Jack. You know this, Jack, but we were in a plane explosion. That day, I may have had a concussion, so memory's not too good. Also, that story might have been interesting to you, (laughs) but not to anybody else. (laughs) Jack, I also told you when my birthday was, and you forgot it, so, you know, whatever. (laughs) This is why I'm banging He he just, like, screams into the radio. This aggravated me so much how loud he was into the... Like, just screaming into the walkie-talkie's not helping. No. She can turn that volume down. She's got a knob. Anyway, um, so he he gives them or gives Kate specifically about an hour head start to try to escape. Yep, yep. and that's and, and that's where the episode uh, ends with Jack's crazy screaming face. Run, damn it, run! Hard cut to black. Uh, 
So the there's one like last interesting thing I want to mention about this episode before we uh, before we talk about the uh, the missing pieces. Um, back when season three aired, this was the final episode of sort of like a six episode mini season oh. because they took a thirteen week hiatus after this episode aired. No shit. Why they take? Yeah. So why why? Uh, I can't remember. I think part of it had to do with uh, there was some cast contract stuff that had to happen. Um, and and there was some other stuff, but I think I, they put in a mid season show here as well. Like this, what this aired in uh, in what did I say um, November or something like that? They didn't come back on the air until like late February. Um, so like, there's like for that to be that last moment of this episode is kind of like the big cliffhanger of this little six episode thing. So did, did, uh, do you know? Did like the audience know that there was going to be a big break like that? I can't. I can't remember. That's pretty wild. They did. They did do some like teasings throughout the uh, throughout that gap. Like why? Like they did something called lost moments or something where they'd show just like little short clips of like stuff to keep the keep the interest up and stuff like that. I mean, sure. It's one of the ABC's most popular shows, so they were weren't worried about losing viewers at that point. Right. But this long gap here had to be a contributing factor to sort of the lack of cohesion in season three. Mm. Um, if from a story point like it, like a lot of people had a lot of problems with this like they were just kind of like they were all over the place they didn't know how long they were going to be on maybe in this delay uh they also started giving uh abc the ultimatum about hey we don't want to be on forever we need to be able to set an end date at some point sure yeah especially with how large your your primary cast is i mean to to lock yeah. up all those actors for even six seasons is you know that's that's yeah, no small. Feet. I mean, it, and it only got bigger here. We we didn't even ta- uh, talk about the um, the funeral scene, uh, but there's there's like two scenes of like the the rest of the the survivors. Um, I had and no it's, uh, clue other than someone being dead what was going on in those scenes. We see, yeah, at a at a at a corpse, uh, baby John Locke, <laughs> sweet baby boy John Locke. <laughs> um, and a handful of people that we don't really know that well. Uh, Desmond is there. Nikki and Paolo are there. Uh, Said is there. I uh, I literally when when John um, picks up the cross, I I just wrote down did John Locke just find God? Uh, but then <laughs> he didn't because uh, let's face it, John he, Locke is God. I'm saying well, it. he one hundred percent made the funeral about him, which is uh, pretty fucking rude. But yeah, I'm whatever. fucking fine with it though. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that scene was relatively meaningless i think yeah um, the the meaning that uh, the audience would uh call from that would actually probably be the episode prior to this where i would assume that we see echo die that would be weird yeah, the hands it's, of... it's just oh they stumbled upon a random dude's body because is echo an important <laughs> i honestly don't know that could be an extra who yeah echo, oh, joins echo a, over there echo joins the, the cast in season Two, he's one of the tailies. Um, yeah, we've, we've yeah, seen him before on this podcast. Yeah, but he okay. uh, he did not make it into uh, deep into season three. Part of the reason was uh, the actor Ottawale did not want to stay in Hawaii as long as it would have taken to be on the show. So he requested to be written well, out and, of the show. And that's what I'm saying. Like this show, because so much of it is filmed in Hawaii. Uh, you know, it's it's not like Los Angeles where people can jump from show to show to show and you know yeah. fill in times when when they're they're not on other things. It's like no, you're in Hawaii. You are fucking yeah. stuck there. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about our our missing pieces real quick. Yeah. Um, the missing pieces aired on phones 
and ABC.com in the weeks leading up to season four. The missing piece that we're going to talk about today is called Ars Arst and Crafts is the seventh of 13 missing pieces to drop. Our centric character in this episode is Leslie Arst. Arst and Crafts takes place on the seventh day after the crash of Oceanic 815, which puts this missing piece concurrent with the season one episode, House of the Rising Sun. It originally aired on December 17th, 2007, and it was written by Damon Lindelof and directed by Jack Bender. Jack Bender, this is the first time we're talking about him on the podcast as well. Jack Bender is one of the big, big Lost dudes. Um, he uh, he directed a whole bunch of uh, Lost. Uh, Lost. He did a bunch of Alias. Um, he did uh, The Last Ship. He did a couple of Game of Thrones. Like He's another solid working TV sure. actor. Um, yeah. But most people probably remember him from uh, when he did Falcon Crest back in 1981. <laughs> you just have IMDb up, right? No, don't you? You're going, oh, okay, I got a stall guess there. No, I guarantee. No, fuck you. He did not pull that from IMDb. I truly believe Busher had that in the recesses of his mind. I mean, you're not look, Falcon wrong. Crest, Fal- look, Falcon Crest is, is, a, is a great uh, primetime soap opera about a winery. And if you have time to check it out, I recommend you do. <laughs> Fuck you. God, All right. Damn. Um, so, is, is this guy only in this little vignette? No. I had issues oh, with man. him, by the way. Like, a lot of uh, issues with this guy from start to finish. Uh, the recap of this uh, missing piece uh, is that just, like, it's a the, the, the missing pieces are between, like, one and a half and three and a half minutes long. This one's, like, two and a half minutes long. Uh, Sun and Jin are sitting on the beach, like, doing laundry or something. Yeah. Um, and and they, they mention that they see Boone and Shannon off screen arguing about something. And Sun's like, nah, they're brother and sister. And he's like, how do you know that? And she's like, I don't secretly speak English. I don't know. Oops. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, Ars walks in and he's all freaking out and he's like uh, losing his mind. Uh, Hurley's there too. Hurley and Michael. Um, why don't Why don't you go ahead, Carter? Because we talked about this before we started rolling. Yeah, Let's hear so, your your thoughts about Ars' uh, appearance. So here. with Ars, the entire time, first off, I thought he was mighty racist. Just instant because <laughs> yeah. he does the worst. Like I'm going to slow down. And get real loud. And it's like, that didn't, they don't speak English. That's not going to help them one bit. Also, you bigot. What are the, you doing? Not the first time that that's happened on this show. Okay. Either. Yes. Didn't, didn't know that. <laughs> um, and and then, he, then he's going off about Jack and being like, why is Jack in charge? Because he's a doctor. You all want to go to a cave where there's moisture and you can get bacteria. And blah, 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 blah. Okay. If he's a doctor, then he's going to know, oh, a cave that'll get this, 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 and this. And is willing to roll the dice? Then roll the fucking dice with him, man. Yes, he's a doctor. Vaccinate your kids. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was was just a PSA I had to drop in there. Thanks, Carter. Um, Now we just lost our entire anti-vaxxer audience. God damn it. Do you know how much ad revenue that's going to cost us? You know what? If you had waited six months, you would have lost some to measles anyway. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Carter with the hot takes. Hot takes. Oh, man. This is the drudge but, report. Anyway, um, yeah, no, those those are my issues. It's like, you don't know your ass from your elbow, and you're a bigot, dude. Get off my screen. But that's the funny thing that I thought, because I was like, you know what? Ours is actually out here asking the hard questions. Why is Jack in charge? Yes. Fuck that guy. 
He's, I love how he's like, yeah, he's off running around in the woods, you know, very like yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yes, exactly. That's what I was saying a few episodes ago to like the other people that are doing all the mundane tasks. Like, hey, we got to like survive on this island. And then there's people fucking running around going, ah, John Locke, out of the hatch, ah, swim monsters, ah. The, the real heroes of the show are the folks out here fishing. They're out here desalinating water. They're out yes. collecting firewood. Yes. They're out they're out picking mangoes. Yep. They're doing wash. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think I that's really all I had to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the end of the uh, end of the episode segments. Um, did we like it? Was it good? Uh, let's uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Carter first. The I do this forty five minutes of TV, regardless of anything else you know about Lost, the show. Did you like it? Was it good? I mean, I did. There was a lot I was missing. Like. I'm a big fan of a flashback scene when I'm jumping in midstream because, oh, there's a lot of flashback here. I I got something I can watch because no one else knows what's going on. Everyone who's watching this is going, why are they calling her Monica? Oh, Nathan Fillion's here. He, he... He's not a mainstay on this show, so only seeing him today, that'll be fun. But, you know, the other parts where I could pick up enough, wasn't a fan of it being on ABC because that sex scene was collarbones up, but yeah, those are like, fucking sexy collarbones. Man, I'm just saying. Why is this on broadcast? I need to see some titties. <laughs> Listen, Game of Thrones oh, broke show me, them man. Daytime titties. Game of Thrones <laughs> ruined me for all other TV sex scenes. That's so. Fair. But yeah, I mean, if if it was fun. Uh, Busher, did you like this episode? Uh, it's like a, it's a, it's a soft yes. Um, I, I kind of liked the, um, I kind of liked the little bit of the present timeline that we got. I, obviously there's a lot of context missing here, but you see the kind of pressure that, uh, that, uh, Ben and the others, uh, they are exerting on the survivors and you're seeing the cracks forming or getting worse. Um, and so I, I was digging on that also, uh, we get you know a little bit of ice from uh, from Michael Emerson and from uh, Elizabeth Mitchell, um, so yeah, the, uh, the you know the the new additions to the cast doing some work here that I that I really like. So I yeah, I call it a soft yes uh, in because the flashbacks. I said yet I yet care not about Kate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I um, I have to agree. I mean, right. I I think I like this one better than our previous Kate episode. Um, sure. But I think that the stuff that Jack is doing with surgery with Ben does more of the heavy lifting in terms of mm-hmm. keeping my attention and, and my interest. And there's there's more at stake in this episode. Um, so, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's fine. It, it moved along. It, it kept my attention. I wasn't, you know, this wasn't like our yeah. Saeed episode where I was like, fuck, yeah, this episode oh, rules. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it was fine. All right. Uh, Lost MVPs, let's do it. Your favorite character of the episode, regardless of anything else, uh, any other context, let's start with Carter. Who is your Lost MVP? Nathan Fillion. You may have been a (laughs) terrible police officer doing no research on your wife, but you know what? (laughs) You're charming as hell and you're pretty dreamy. So you're the real MVP. Busher, your MVP. Uh, I said it before, Alex the Menace. I fucking dig it. She came in. She she brought a little uh, brought a little spice to the, the episode, br- bringing in the heat, firing the slingshot. I don't know why she's there. I don't know what she's doing, but I'm fucking here for it, Alex. Uh, I love you. <laughs> You're great. 
uh, JP, who's your MVP? Uh, it's got to be Juliet, man. She, her eyes are from the land of wind and ghosts. Uh, <laughs> in in the age of COVID, we're like we're only seeing people from like the bottom of the eyes to the eyebrows. She has eyes that like could calmly convince me to beat my dad to death with a watermelon, and I'd be like, "Yeah, you got it, baby." Shit, look at them baby blue. God damn. <laughs> You're right. It'll oh, pierce your fuck, soul, yeah. but still, you're, you're Jesus so Christ. right. Uh, loss forever. The opposite. Who could you have 100% done without Carter? Give it to me. See, I'm torn. Because there are two names that pop into my head. One is Danny because he's just, fuck that guy. Murder yeah, him in his face tomorrow. It's very fair. But at the same yeah. point in time, I just didn't like the attitude of that U.S. Marshals officer. Like he was a bit yeah. too big for his britches. She's been on yeah. the run. You're terrible at your job because she is calling you and taunting you, and you still haven't caught her. I mean, come on. I think I, yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the second time that Eddie Mars makes Lost Forever. I think both times he's appeared on the podcast, he's made Lost Forever. <laughs> Uh, Adam, lost forever. Uh, you, uh, I'm with Carter on this one, Danny Pickett, but uh, not just because he was annoying, but yet again, something that we've spoken about before and we will continue to speak about, poor prisoner detention discipline. Yes. Bringing his weapons into the cage yeah. and, he almo- and it almost cost him. Mm-hmm. Danny Pickett, figure it out, bro. Yeah. JP. Uh, we we already touched on this a lot, but the wedding planner that allowed this shit show of a day to fucking... Oh, hey, do you just want everything to be wrong? Yeah, hire Joe Schmo fucko who's like, yeah, I can do wedding planning, who's clearly never attended a human wedding. I gotta imagine the wedding planner for it just on a on a fucking billboard in Miami Dade County somewhere. Just like weddings four or less with a four on it, and just like the second S has fallen off of the billboard. <laughs> Rent nine alligators, get your tenth free. <laughs> the only other thing that did bother me about the whole wedding thing, she just there is a legal document that she signed. She's yeah. run off. Oh, oh, she, she has run off into the neverwhere. Uh, he I, can't legally had, get had to divorced. Take a blood test too. Yeah, he legally can't get divorced though, because he can't get her to sign off on the papers. He's now screwed and can't get married to someone else. He can't find yeah. true love. Burning questions. Your favorite question raised by this specific episode that did not get answered that you hope would be answered later. Carter, <laughs> did you have one? The damn cages of why do you? I get. When it was built, maybe it was built for a wild animal that couldn't get out through there. The minute you put people in that cage, you put a goddamn piece of plywood on the roof of those cages because your prisoners are going to get the goddamn fuck out. <laughs> so so your burning question why is why? Why aren't the roofs on the cages? <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's going to get answered in another episode, but good question nonetheless. Listen, it, it was literally... <laughs> the only thing and and how is nathan fillion gonna get this annulled or divorced but <laughs> the only i i had a, I had a real burning question and it was just uh pickett mentioned something about uh jack not being on jacob's list uh we talked a little bit about jacob back when we watched man behind the curtain what is jacob's list that's what i would love to know yeah um but other than that i think that's pretty much it yeah. uh carter Thank you for joining us so much. Um, oh, glad to be here. Will, it was fun. Yeah, we would love to have you back in the future if you're uh, if you're down to be back. 
we'll bring you on for another Nathan Fillion episode. Yeah. There Wait, there's more Nathan, Nathan Fillion, Fillion episodes? episodes? There's there's no other Nathan Fillion episodes. Is there other dreamboats who who are kind of B-list celebrities? Maybe oh, C-list celebrities? 100%. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring you back for the hottest B-list celebrity guest spot episode. Yes! For the audience at home, if you are trying to be lost with us, please check out our next episode. We will be talking about Season 2, Episode 5, dot, 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 and found. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lost on Lost. I'm Adam. I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on on the show? Nope. Me neither. <laughs> Lost on Lost is produced and edited by Adam Busher and J.P. Russell. Recorded on location in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and Los Angeles, California. Our show is hosted at Podbean. Find us there or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks to Danny Schmitz of Lost in a Name for our theme music. Lostpedia and the community of contributors there. Random.org for creating the watch order. Check out our Facebook page, Lost on Lost, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lost on Lost 1. Don't follow those jerks at Lost on Lost 2. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com. If you like what we're getting into here, buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash we are lost on lost. That's ko-fi.com slash we are lost on lost. 